0: Here by the Owl Podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki fiddle Dahl and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time.
1: Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripened with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook.
0: Here by the Owl podcast is now creating exclusive content over on Patreon. All you have to do is download the Patreon app, search Here by the Owl podcast, and subscribe. Each month, you're going to get exclusive content just for being a patron. Also, the really cool thing is all of our patrons receive a free gift in the mail. Can't wait for you to join us. Uh, we're excited today to take a little different spin on uh, an episode, and we have, our, um, we have our friend Bridget here to talk about kind of a new passion project of hers, and um, ultimately, it's interest, it's interesting to us because it can help ag teachers. So Bridget, why don't you start by introducing yourself and letting our listeners know um, a little bit about you and what you do in your daily life.
2: Well, I'm Bridget Riedel. I feel like I'm completely inappropriately dressed without wearing my FFA jacket when I heard you all start as, you know, hereby the owl, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I live in North Dakota, and I was an FFA member all through high school back in the days when we couldn't start until we were freshmen. Then I had the opportunity to be a state officer for North Dakota, and I actually graduated in ag education. But the thing about ag teachers is you have such a well-rounded background in so many areas that... I kind of got snapped up by industry. And I spent 25 years in crop protection, which is a really polite way of saying I kill weeds and bugs. And that's what I did for 25 years for Corteva, who is one of the majors that you guys would probably know as a sponsor for National FFA or State FFA Awards, that type of thing. So here in April of this past year, 25 years seemed like a long enough time. So I thought I'd do something different. And because I'm nuts, I went from one job to about three. So I am the Ag Director for WDAY Radio, the Flag Family Media out of Fargo. So I do a daily one-hour radio show on Ag and weather with two meteorologists, which sounds crazy, but Ag and weather go together. Then I also still contract with Corteva and work with them specifically on one trait product, and I do informational meetings. So I'm back to teaching but mostly doing it in education for adults. And then thirdly, I started an LLC for myself called Lilac Lane Media. And Lilac Lane is also part of a larger LLC called The Ag Mafia. And what those things do is I myself as Lilac Lane will train retail agronomy staff, also manufacturers, etc., in selling skills. How to do how to do pre-call plans. I will do that with the Ag Mafia guys. We contract in a number of ways with other industry I also talked to high school and college students about internships, full-time jobs, all those types of things. Here's where Lilac Lane and WDAY radio merged. Just so happened I was a speaker for an FFA chapter and was staying with a very good friend of mine, Jody Free. She's an ag teacher in Harvey, North Dakota. And Jody noticed all the notes that I was doing. And in fact, my notes look rather rudimentary. They look like a spreadsheet. And she saw that and she said, you know, I teachers have to come up with current events on a regular basis to use in their classrooms. And it's not like y'all don't have enough going on the way it is. Your days are kind of full. Who has time to read all the newspapers? Or when kids come in the classroom and say, Russia invaded Ukraine. What does that mean? How do you answer those questions?
0: And, like, get legitimate things. Because there's a lot out there that you're like, ooh, is this is it real? Is this what I should be sharing?
2: Yeah, exactly. Is it an opinion piece? Is it reality? And so what I did is I beta tested with her, with Jody, and with another egg teacher and said, would this work for you guys? And every Monday I would email them literally the topics I was using on air for radio, but I'd pick a topic every day. So for instance, Mondays was kind of like headlines. Tuesdays was agronomy based Wednesday equipment and technology. And then I would add in two, three, four questions that teachers can ask their students about that topic, but then I would attach the story to it. So basically I'm giving you the bibliography. Now what I've done with Lilac Lane Media is you can subscribe to that through my website and every Monday in your inbox, you as an egg teacher would have topics. Now, are they all timely for the week? Yes. Can they carry over from week to week? Yes. So let's say you don't get time to do everything every day, but you can kind of pick and choose. Plus, you can go back through the weeks in your semester and say, wait, now this is suddenly more relevant. Now we want to talk about it. So that's the method I'm using to help ag teachers in the classroom because I am an ag teacher by heart. So why not help out those who are still doing it?
1: I just, I love the idea behind it. And when you had sent out the email to all of us, North Dakota ag teachers, like it's just such a cool premise because like Nikki was saying, I feel like it's it's something that all of us realize is important and want to be doing, but um, it's always like one more thing to read up on and to make sure that we're current on. Absolutely. Diana, the
0: first thing I thought of was extent public speaking because like when you're prepping those kids, oh my gosh, Bless them, right? But how do you find relevant articles that could potentially be topics that get brought up? And when it's not your area of expertise, you're just doing a simple Google search. And sometimes you'll get articles that are like a paragraph. Well, that's not enough for them. And so you spend like something that should be like 10 minutes is way longer. And then you have to give them a ton of articles They quick make a speech. Now you've exhausted all of that work because technically you should give them a whole other set. And so as soon as that email went out, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I was in the classroom, extent public speaking practice right here. Like that's Mm -hmm. one area that this could support among many.
2: Okay, so that sparks a thought for me. If you're an egg teacher and you're you're willing to subscribe and be a part of this and you have a student who's participating in extent. Look, if 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 you want that student to call me, I'll go through topics with them. I'll help them find and figure it out. Now, I will tell you, maybe I'm I'm not as good as your high school speech coach or as that egg teacher who's coaching students, but for the last 25 years, I have spoken to groups from five to the hundreds, and I'm used to doing it online, in person. I will I'll work with one of your students if they need help in public speaking and you're subscribing to the newsletter. I'll give you that extra boost for those kids because I'm all about supporting FFA kids.
0: I would need that. (laughs) I don't know about you, Brianna. (laughs) That's,
1: I think, just an added bonus or b- benefit to it. And um, I think just with your diverse background too and your experience working in the industry and education and being able to tie it all together, like sometimes we have industry people that are really awesome, but they don't always know how to work with our students because they, you know, aren't educators. And um, so the fact that you're kind of both all in one is is really exciting. Well, I've done a lot of public speaking and teaching
2: all at one time, except it's for adults. And half the time it's been in the back of a bar in a small town in North Dakota. So <laughs> high school kids, that's easy.
0: <laughs> well, and I love that. Like you still think back to your ag education degree. It's just your audience looks different and the place that you're educating them changes. Um, and the fact that it's multimedia, I mean... Mm-hmm. That is so relevant for kids right now because how they're getting their content looks so much different than when Brianna and I sat in the classroom. with uh, Bridget, when you sat in the classroom, like your ag teacher didn't coach you to be showcasing and advocating on- online in YouTube spaces, in digital forums. Your ag teacher didn't do that for you. Hopefully they gave you the skills to be dangerous in a job that didn't exist yet, which clearly you are. But I think that's what's fabulous is that this is real. Like your kids are going to be in these spaces, so give them the tools to be a powerful advocate, especially for ag. Um, and so I don't know. I just love that sometimes people say, "Well, I have I have an ag degree. I don't use it." Well, no. You do, just your space looks different. And I think that's really cool. It does.
2: You, We're all going to be teachers at some point. It doesn't matter what's, what you're doing. If you're in sales, if you're in repair, we all have to be teachers and we all have to be salespeople. The greatest skills that your kids can walk away from, and this ties into interns, new hires, etc. Some of the greatest skills that those kids can have is being able to speak well and translate it to others. So things like extent public speaking, memorize public speaking matter so greatly and is an employer who went to career fairs who has recruited and supervised over 70 trainees and new hires I'll help Um, I've I'm very very blunt about resume writing as well that's probably a whole different discussion but going back to these ag topics and extent speaking if kids have a firm background it's so much better than where we went when I'd show up with a folder full of newspaper articles that's not what they do today is it
1: (laughs) yeah it's definitely shifted over time so something like this um you know can definitely help with it but um kind of going back to your lilac lane media um so why did you really want to start it like what was your vision when you kind of came up with your idea behind starting it so you know
2: Somebody might have told you once when you were a kid that there's there's going to be a job out there for you somewhere, but you know it's like that pipe dream. You're never going to make money doing it. I never thought somebody was going to pay me to talk, but yet I kept getting requests to go do different things and present. And I just decided as Lilac Lane Media, in today's world, being able to do it on social media, in public, whatever the circumstances might be. I've got those skills. I can help somebody, whether you need a coach, a banquet speaker, someone to give you your current events for the week. I can do some of those things. And especially when we get to the ag retail world. Okay. So let me define ag retail. You go to your local farmer's union, your local retailer who sells seed chem fertilizer. Someone had to teach them how to make a pre-call plan, how to go out there and sell. I coached students and new people doing that for years. And I just thought, I can do that with others. I can really try to help because again, I've I've had some experience. I've had some time. I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Why not coach others? And Lilac Lane is because my family farm is ringed in lilac bushes and they're my favorite flower. And I thought, what more North Dakotan thing than lilac? (laughs) Because rhubarb just sounded like I was running a Food Network show. (laughs)
0: Which, I mean, if you were to do that too, you'd be great. <laughs> I've <watch I>, it. <laughs> I, I, I kind of in another part, lifetime, so. right? <laughs> um. So my question is, is you know, Brianne and I like started our podcast two years ago, and that started on just a random conversation. So I guess when you were when you were thinking about this idea, like where did it start? Like just at oh. home on a napkin gaining for the NDSU bison like where where was this
2: okay you guys this is that other part that's just going to make you laugh because your kids come into your classroom and say I want to do this and you're thinking there's no way you can actually do that and make money okay last September so it's been a year a Twitter follower contacted the radio stations that I work for and said if you want somebody to talk about ag you should get her so what started out was once a week for 10 minutes, just talking about ag with, the, with a, one of the radio hosts, within a month became, we'd like you to do more, to which became, I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna take on this media position for radio, but then allowed me the flexibility to still work with Corteva and then to start building my own brand. So Twitter got me started. <laughs> I don't think many people are gonna be able to say that. <laughs>
1: I I just think that's such a cool story though, because I think about a lot of the things that that Nikki and I do, like collaborating together, like turns into something else. And we never really realized that it would, like, I never thought we would start a podcast. And um, because of it, like we've had a lot of um, really awesome opportunities. So um, I think for anyone, like you never quite know what's going to happen and what different things are going to lead you in different paths. Okay. Well, and, and why I, wouldn't you ask and try, right? Give it oh, a shot. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think for your kids, I always said like, it took me 10 years to figure out the answer to the lifelong question of what's your favorite part about being an ag teacher. And I'm no longer in the classroom, right? So my my education space looks a little different um, as well, but you always get asked that. Every panel, whatever, what's your favorite thing about being an ag teacher? And Everyone's like, "Oh, it's the kids." I like them too, but after ten years, I figured out my my answer for that was I get to be the yes person. When they, Bridget, when they come to us with that mm-hmm. crazy idea, most teachers are like, mm, "You're never going to be able to do that." I get this. I get to say, "Let how how are we going to do that SAE? Um, how how are we going to do that activity at FFA meeting?" Uh, And then those kids, usually the ones looking back, like I was expecting you to say no. And so we get to be that yes person for, for these kids in these spaces. And you should do that for yourself. And it took, this podcast would be three years old if we actually would have pulled the trigger when we (laughs) talked about it, but we did it for a whole year back and forth. And so just do it, like be that yes person for you. Because I mean, I guess like Bridget for you, what, what would have went wrong if, what would go wrong if you just do it and it doesn't work? I mean, no, uh, nothing.
2: Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Why w- I, could, I could have easily kept doing what I was doing, but I wanted to do it differently. And that's the fun part about joining up with the two partners that I have with Ag Mafia. We're doing it all differently. This is not a situation where we sit down and do death by PowerPoint, nor do I ever want to do that to students or ag teachers. So when you laughed about how you answer that question, there is a note that hangs right above my head. I bring people solutions. That's what I defined myself as. The same way you realize that the students, yeah, they're great, but you have these other skills that are even better and use them. And I don't think we can teach kids that enough. You don't have to do the same thing everybody else does. And don't be afraid to try. Um, I will be honest with you, in my whole career, since I left high school, went through college and got my job, I've only once had a job that had a defined job description every other time I wrote it and made it happen. Is that what they taught us to when we were ag teachers? Probably. I think that's where a lot of it came from. Because what ag teachers do everything exactly the same in every classroom? They don't.
1: Yeah, I well, mean, ag education looks so different, like even across oh. North Dakota, but across the United States too. And Hmm. It's yeah, so I
0: mean, even if you look at some of our career development events, I mean the citrus judging. Like we don't have <laughs> that here, you know. And to us, like I, you know, I have friends in like Louisiana, and their kids have like alligator SAEs, We don't have that, and you know that's wild. And so I think like embrace that diversity and like the gray area, like the oh, yeah. boundary of what ag education is, and um. I don't know. People will sometimes ask, and and I'm curious, Bridget, if you feel the same way, but you know, how do you do it? Like, how do you know how to do it? We don't. Like, just do it scared. Mm -hmm. Like, just do it scared. And And hope it works. I don't know. Because,
2: okay, sometimes you're just going to fail, right? We don't all have the golden touch. None of us does. But if you don't try it, if you don't try that new thing in your classroom, here's what my hope is, is that folks take these current events that I bring out to their kids and their kids start reading things about precision technology, spring with drones, the EVOLs that, so they're like a drone that's got a vertical lift. They read some of these stories and they go, I can do that. Or that's a job I want to have. Cause I need those kids to come to work. I need a kid who can be an electrician or a plumber. Cause when mine retire, I am screwed. So the more I can help these guys, uh, selfishly, it's it's about me. I need these students in the future to do these things. So don't be afraid. Give it a try. Encourage them as much as we can.
0: So let's get into the the weekly mm-hmm. ag education that that you have to offer. Um, sure. Walk walk us through if we were going to purchase or subscribe to this. Sure. Um What what do you offer in that? You mentioned it a little earlier, but give us your give us your sales pitch.
2: Totally. So in the show notes, there's a website address for me with Lilac Lane Media. Stop there. Look at the weekly egg education tab. And what you're going to see is a button to click to subscribe here. And every Monday by probably 9 a.m., which I realize school sometimes starts a little bit earlier than that. But, hey, give me a minute to catch up, okay? (laughs) You will receive that spreadsheet. And if, if teachers can give me feedback to refine it to make it more interactive for them, number one, I'll take that. Any feedback is good feedback. But every day will have a slightly different focus. So again, you'll have a day that's going to be all about national headlines, national, international. You will have a day that's focusing on agronomy, one on livestock, one on equipment and technology, but also one on people and some of those more human interest things. So, So for instance, it's easy to remember what happened in the most recent edition of the FFA magazine where there was a story about an Arizona FFA chapter that started finishing a, a cattle finishing operation where they're feeding 12 Charlet head for processing. Those are the kinds of things you could maybe expect on a Friday. But you'll also have a category. Is this subject today a national, a state, or a local topic? Because even though most of us are in North Dakota, doesn't mean someone subscribing from another state might not find that relevant in their area as well. I'll give you the topic. I will add the questions because as an A teacher, you're an expert in so many things, but maybe you aren't sure how to approach this in the classroom. I'll prompt you with that. I'll give you the questions that you can throw out there to your students, as well as the last thing that you'll receive is the bibliography. Here's the article to go to. This is where the start of the information can be found because just like you said, you can go down a rabbit hole so fast, if you don't know where to start, and is it true? Is it an opinion piece? I'll sort that out for you and have it ready for you. If you choose to subscribe, you can do it for a semester if you want to try it out, or there's a little bit of savings if you decide to do it for the whole year. That helps you too. This is something that I would like to think that all ag teachers, their departments, and their schools will be behind them because this is not going to be overly expensive. It's probably the cost of about three FFA jackets at the most. It's so probably more like two. So that helps you out as well as making it something that's affordable and then lands in your inbox every week.
0: Brianna, I'm interested because you're still in the classroom. And so as a current teacher, how do you see now that you kind of heard um, what what you would get if you subscribe? First, how do you see yourself kind of using the articles and the questions?
1: Well, so I was kind of thinking it in a couple different ways. So, I mean, you could, depending on like what pathway you teach, right? Like if you have um, an agronomy class, maybe you're using the agronomy article, um, but then the students don't get really get exposed to the other aspects either. Um, So I kind of thought like, Maybe having students pick which one they want to research about and read into and answer the questions on, and then they become the expert and share with their um, classmates on it. Um, I also think, depending on how long it is, it could be like a bell ringer at the beginning of class where they Mm -hmm. read the current event and answer the questions kind of every single day. because a lot of teachers have to have a bell ringer or really enjoy having a bell ringer. And those are always challenging to come up with too and to have it posted and have it ready for your students. But um, something like this that's already created and you already have the questions made for it and everything like that is pretty cool.
0: Well,
1: Well, I want people to be prepared.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think you could get even more creative if you want to, you know, you could maybe, Maybe you put a couple in a file for your kids as, I don't know, um, a sub plan or um, even bonus points. You know, you always you always need something right for a kid that like, you know, you need a little help with your grade. Here's what you could do. But how fun would it be to make this part of like, I don't know, like an ag comm unit and have these kids become a Bridget Readall and they're on the air right and so here's the piece that you have to prepare your you know 3 minute radio um discussion mm-hmm. for and maybe you use the questions as another kid is asking them as an expert um those questions and they're they're on their own radio show i mean i, I think you can have a ton of fun with this
2: well and it's translatable to You've got kids, especially in small school systems, that are not only in ag education classes, but they might be competing on the high school speech team. Maybe they will have an opportunity to use this as well with extemporaneous speaking over there. The the benefit here is for the kids. And, again, for those who are subscribing, you guys need my help in some way. I'll take calls and emails all day long. Happy to help kids any way I can.
0: So, Bridget, what's what's the cost of subscribing?
2: Sure. So for a semester, 125 bucks. Now, I haven't priced an FFA jacket in a while, but I've donated money for it. And I know that that's less <laughs> than two FFA jackets. You want to do it for the year? We'll give you a slight discount. We'll make it $225 for the whole school
1: year. Okay.
0: Now, Brianna, th- 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 we have to educate our, administ- our administrators, mm-hmm. our CTE directors, because maybe not so much CT directors. Definitely a a rural administrator who's used to buying a textbook for a teacher, right? So Brianna, how would you see yourself going to your your CT director or your principal and explaining to them that yes, this is a subscription, but this should be covered? Because this mm-hmm. is kind of a new territory for a lot of schools. I mean, they're sure. not they're not doing this because they're buying they're buying textbooks, student workbooks, Mm -hmm. you know, how would you pitch that? Or what's your advice to to a teacher listening that's interested in pitching this to their school?
1: Well, I think right now, I mean, it always has been, but especially right now in my school for any, in any way, for any ways, um, math, like science, technology, engineering, math, like cross-curricular is all really important right now. Um, So with this, I think you're able to say, like it covers the ag standards, it covers the writing standards, because maybe you're having students um, write out an answer and defend their answer, um, but it also covers reading standards that oftentimes um, are kind of hard to to cover with finding information and how do you find that in an ag class and how do you teach reading in an ag class or a a CTE class Um, but when we were talking about modifications of how we could use this in the classroom I think it really easily could be split with like maybe your history department or your social studies department because why couldn't they use the same thing to talk about how you know different countries like especially with The war in Ukraine right now Mm -hmm. like how that impacts agriculture and working with them or with some of the other teachers in your school maybe it's your science teachers if it's talking about like GMOs and and things like that um, to collaborate together and split up some of the the different things so they get it in multiple classes as well. And there can be add-on
2: things that we can do too I mean this is this is really in the growth stages for me so all right, we've got, an, we've got, and because we've used it and it's very relevant, the war in Ukraine. Okay, but we have more in-depth questions because just like you said, Brianna, students need to know more. They're probably working on a project that it relates to, whether it's, it starts with their ag class, moves to history. Again, that's where I can also help and be a, a contact for them. So having sort of an extra resource person for your faculty, who's only costing you 225 bucks a year, maybe not a bad
0: investment too. Well, and I think if, if you're listening and you're interested, you need to go with a plan to ask for this because here's the deal. Um, uh, uh you don't have to explain to an administrator how you're going to use a textbook. They know it, right? Cause that, that was their <laughs> education. Their education was, here's this textbook. Let's sit down and let's go through it. Um, they, they never sat in the desk and I shouldn't say None of them, but a vast majority of them never sat in a desk where we would be using Teachers Pay Teachers and other subscriptions like with Bridget's offering. And so you have to showcase to them how it's going to be used in the classroom and why it's important mm-hmm. because it's easy for them to say no if they just are like, well, what's the point of this? Like, well, you have textbook money, but I'm an ag teacher. We don't have one textbook. Can I use this instead? And And here's why. Here's why. I can't buy a textbook. And here's why this subscription meets my kids needs in a plethora of ways. So
2: I have a question for, I have a question for the two of you. And that is post COVID with all the changes in learning that students needed to go through. Do you feel like these newfound tools, if you will, has it made it any easier for admin or other teachers to understand? Or do you think it's, it's just been tough to say, I want to do this differently because I want to adapt to the changing times. Does that make sense?
0: I mean, I think yes and no. I think in the ag ed world, we've had to adapt prior to COVID because we don't have the traditional resources that a, like an English or a science teacher has. And so ag teachers have already been like, piecing together this puzzle to make what their what their class curriculum was going to look like. Right. Uh And so it's just a matter of who's paying for that. I was terrible. I I would just buy the things because Mm -hmm. I needed them. They were worth the money to me. So I didn't have to to mess with it. And later on in my career, I got better at advocating for we need this subscription to Canva because we needed it for marketing for our program and for our FFA chapter, and this is why we need to pay for it. Um, So I got better at that, and I wish I would have been better at that sooner. Um, Brianna, what are your thoughts?
1: I just think in the content area that we teach, it's really important to evolve, because I think back to the textbook conversation. Um, You can buy a set of history textbooks and use them for 30 years. With agriculture, I mean, I think about like, when we talk about livestock selection, I mean, think back to what we wanted even 20 years ago for livestock is so different than what we want now. And a lot of our new technologies, I mean, drones weren't really a thing yet. And how much that's changed over time and um, how much technology well, is in, in like seed and God.
0: changed. Yeah. Thank God we're not still teaching that. <laughs> Look how like, fast things have evolved too. Yeah, You've
2: got worldwide concerns with things like foot and mouth disease, which we've hardly ever talked about here in the States. And suddenly bird flu came through and everybody got nervous, but they didn't know why. So the changing times in agriculture are so much faster than what we're seeing in other aspects of our world. It's fascinating. It really is.
0: You guys, it reminds me. So we had what's called purge day at the Capitol. So we have to go and get rid of things based on our retention schedule very new to me okay so I'm sitting on the floor and I'm letting Craig and Susie do the important work and I found the history drawer that has all these old photos in it and there was this it must have been a a cattle show and I was like look at this really cool photo and um I was like this dairy this dairy cow does not look good and Susie like that's a beef cow and I was like no that's a dairy cow. But how, I don't know how old this was, but Brianna, your comment of we, the way we do things now are very different. She was, she was a very beefy dairy cow, which (laughs) at that time was maybe, you know, what we wanted. I mean, I'm not an expert there, but it's just, it's true. And I just think For our kids as well, no matter what content area you you teach, they're they're subscribing to things. You ask your kids. Like, I want you to, this week, ask your kids if they're subscribing to anything. Ask your kids if they're listening to podcasts. Ask them who they follow and subscribe to on YouTube. You would be surprised and so have subscriptions you, that that's not new for them but for the people the leaders in your school it might be so you just need to show that world to them and that's well, okay
2: have you seen the new marketing campaign that says i learned it on tiktok ask your administrators do you want your kids to learn everything on tiktok i mean hey i've gotten some good stuff there
1: but hold on <laughs> Who's fact checking TikTok though? I mean, yeah, nobody. <laughs> right. So this is
0: this is fact checked. Like these yeah. aren't just random articles. Because let me tell you, sometimes my Google searches aren't great. This is <laughs> fact checked, and so yes, yeah. This is this is the the AG version of TikTok, just in your email.
2: Yes, it's it, this is like you said, fact checked is a good thing because a lot of what I can find are are really legitimate ag publications, Uh, Dakota Farmer. We can use Ag Week, we can use Farm Journal, we can use anything from Successful Farming, all uh, throughout the time since I was a little kid. These are names that are consistent and quality. It's not CNN or Fox. So I feel like we probably are a little bit
0: more um,
2: (laughs) relatable to our audience, but also a little more reliable.
0: So. We have a lot of teachers that listen that are not North Dakota so right. as we as we wrap up um, why would your subscription be relevant to them?
2: Again we're looking at also national international but what happens in our states can cross boundaries so if I talk about bird flu in North Dakota but the first confirmed bird flu actually in the summer of 2022 was in Ohio so we realize that it's going to be across multiple states. And let's go back to that feedback. I have some teacher friends in Texas for ag education. If I'm not meeting the need for them, let me know because why can't I be adaptable? The same way you, as an ag teacher, have to be adaptable in what you do. I'm like a first year teacher, I got to learn it some way. So the more you can tell me, the better. And absolutely, I can tailor this to be what teachers need it to be best for their classrooms.
0: I think my favorite category would be the people piece. Like if, I, if it were me, um reading because I don't know it's always fun like the feel-good story sure and for your kids like I don't know Brianna I always struggled at like showcasing careers sometimes and I just feel like maybe that people piece would be a great way to say like okay let's look at this piece now who would be interested in in a similar career did you know this existed how do you think we like would get you in this space in this career what do you think the education would look like and so although it's not career focused like obviously they're human beings and they're working a job and so you can you you can definitely spin it there
2: you know one of the biggest topics right now that people agriculturally are talking about is farm stress and mental health Mm. with the things that have been going on as of late I've watched bankers real estate agents being more trained grain merchandisers being trained and able to recognize those signs of stress in their customers if that's happening in moms and dads you know it's happening to kids too what if through some of the things in the articles that they see me do they learn more and they're able to help themselves to find the resources that they need whether it's safety stress mental health that's a big focus more and more dollars are going to be spent from the USDA on rural mental health care than we have ever had in our history. So let's make sure our kids know about it because we we know it impacts them,
0: mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned in the show notes the link um, that that mm-hmm. teachers and our listeners can go can go check out and visit um, to mm-hmm. subscribe. Other information, if they want to reach out to you, ask you questions, give you that feedback. How can they contact you?
2: Let's be honest. My phone number has been the same for 25 years. Anybody can call me. So 701-799-4906. Plus my email address is on the website at I'm bmreadle at gmail.com. So I made it pretty easy to find me. Uh, But if there's something that that folks have a question on, maybe wait a minute. I want to talk to you about how to pay for this. I want to talk to you about, you know, helping out one of my students, et cetera. Again, website, email, phone, any of the above is good. I'm really glad to be a part of that because I know what FFA did for me. I would not be doing the things I did if it wasn't for a good ag teacher and all the things I did in FFA. I would never be even close to this today.
0: I love that. Doesn't that just, just a perfect way, like for no one that knows, like this is, a, we always record normally on a Sunday. And I don't know. I just feel like this is a great way to start off a week is just to hear that. Um, if people are interested in just following you because you have a really unique jobs, (laughs) um, do you have some social media platforms that they can follow you on?
2: Oh, so a lot. Um, so it's easy to find me on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok uh, and Snapchat under my name, Bridget Riedel. And when you go to Twitter, I'm at BM Riedel because I'm less than creative and just use my name. Not really sure what else I was supposed to do for a Twitter handle. But I've, I've been there a lot. It's snarky, um, but that's okay. We, we talk about things in ag. Uh, I have a great big garden and just do a lot of fun things with NDSU and FFA and whatever else I can. So more than happy to promote the things that you guys do and have folks reach out to me however, any way they can.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bridget, for sharing <laughs> your passion with our listeners. Um, we really appreciate it.
2: Oh, this has been fun. It's wonderful to see both of you. I mean, I know we've all met in person, but it's sort of still nice to see everybody.
0: Yeah. It's, it's great when worlds collide in a different way. Like this isn't <laughs> work related. So this is fun. <laughs> um, but for everyone listening, make sure you check out the show notes, um, like here by the owl, um, on Facebook and Instagram. This episode that you're listening to is also available. Um, and you can see our beautiful faces. Um, on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe to Hear By The Owl podcast on YouTube. We are, we are also um, going to be releasing an, a, a Patreon-exclusive episode once per month for our patrons, so you can go check us out on Patreon and subscribe to Hear By The Owl podcast as well. So thanks for listening. Here by the Owl podcast is now creating exclusive content over on Patreon. All you have to do is download the Patreon app, search Here by the Owl podcast, and subscribe. Each month, you're going to get exclusive content just for being a patron. Also, the really cool thing is all of our patrons receive a free gift in the mail. Can't wait for you to join us.